Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Elliot Robertson. He is a love and joy coach, an author, and a certified wellness, excuse me, certified happiness workshop leader. Elliot is the author of Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full, excuse me, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. He has written devotionals for Daily Word magazine, as well as articles for Science of Mind and Wisdom magazine. He holds a master's degree in psychology. For years, Elliot consistently squelched his desires the moment they emerged. His constant refrain was, yes, I'd like to be friends with this person, but I'm not good enough. The belief that he was not good enough was pervasive. Whenever his heart voiced a desire, it was immediately ruled out whether the desire was related to career advancement, relationships, or money. In college, he never asked out the woman who had captured his heart at first sight. After graduating, he worked at entry-level jobs for years. His low self-esteem led him to sabotage a relationship with a man within a year of meeting meeting him and falling in love. Now, he has compassion for the young man he used to be. He has gradually come to know that the cosmos is benevolent and majestic and creates only images of its, in its own nature. Excuse me. This transformation has revealed to him his passion and purpose for supporting others in their journey of liberation from the misery and paralysis that comes with low self-worth. Through the course of his journey, he has discovered keys to opening the doorway to the realm of day-to-day authentic happiness. He is committed to sharing these keys through his writing and coaching. And for more information, you can visit Elliot's website, which is sayyestolifebook.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Elliot to the show. Good day, Elliot. Thank you so much for having me on. It is my pleasure. I'm Always happy to talk. I'm happy to talk about happiness. You know, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's one of those things. So now, I mean, you know, I guess there is just such a need for happiness. And, it, you know, in, in recent years, people have written a lot of books about happiness. So can you tell us what um, is so different about Say Yes to, to Life? I think it's mainly that it's just not a recipe book. It's not a how-to manual uh, that uh, might sometimes be a little bit taxing to follow. It's much more like a bubble bath. It's much more like um, (laughs) something that you could come to at the end of a a hard day at work when you need to relax and just open up a section and just let the – the resonance speak to you and relax into the book. It also has imagination in it, uh, imaginary scenes, imaginary conversations. So it invites everyone to just sort of experience the book on an imaginary level. And I really think that that helps it go deeper. 
Yeah, you know, and, and when you um, invite imagination in, into the picture, I mean, happiness and joy can be um, uh, can be welcomed, you know, in, into those pictures if, if it's not right there immediately. So, um, right. You were saying a moment ago that we need happiness, and that's true. Mm-hmm. But what we really need, I think, is inner harmony, and also we need to just give ourselves permission to celebrate. Um, that's really, I think there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. And right now we're doing a good job of um, looking at the world as it is, but we also Mm -hmm. need at the same time to have gladness in our hearts. I'm really hoping that the book will help us to both look at the world as it is and to have gladness in our hearts at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I mean, it it seems you know that the you're hearing on the news a lot that the the suicide rate um and and depression i mean you can't turn on the tv for more than you know 10 minutes without having a a drug you know to help fight depression kind of being advertised um do what do you i mean do you feel that there is um just a a, a recognizable increase in in that uh, sadness that um we're seeing around us? According to a report that I read not too long ago in the Washington Post, uh, there was a big study that was done, um, and it was across a lot of different age groups, and every single age group did have um, at least a slight increase in depression over the last several years. Uh, and most remarkably, the, the biggest increase, the most significant increase was with the teenagers, the youngsters, Uh, whatever their youngest group was, and it it did include teens. So that's really worrisome. Yeah. Do you you have any ideas of why you think that 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 is um, that's the case? Maybe some of the things that are contributing to that? I really haven't done any research beyond just um, noticing the uh, statistics that were presented Mm -hmm. in the Washington Post article about that. I do um, think that one of the things that trips everyone up, no matter what your age, uh, one of the things that can get in the way is just relying on things in the outside to make you happy. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with having a, getting a promotion and having a wonderful celebration uh, with your friends right afterwards or thinking back to times in your childhood when maybe you were taken to the circus and it was just a wonderful event, a very happy evening in, or day in your life. So those are great. That's being happy for a reason. And I also think that we really – what I, I like to focus on is being happy for no reason. Uh, that that keeps you from falling into the trap of, um, you know, thinking, well, what can I do today to add a necklace to my ring, to my, um, to add a pearl to my necklace? Yeah. You know, just trying to line up one event after another, it can be a trap. You know, schedule your happiness <laughs> but you're on your to-do list. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, in, in a sense, though, I mean, I kind of chuckle about that, but in a sense, that's what a lot of people do is, I mean, they focus on so many other um, aspects or facets to life. Um, and, and not to say that they couldn't get happiness or joy in those, you know, but sometimes those um, aren't um, – 
I, you know, I mean, sometimes there's, you know, things you can do for yourself as far as happiness um, is concerned. And, and a lot of times people don't, focus, like you said, it's that kind of a, that internal aspect of, of what they need to pay attention to. Yeah, well, you know, uh, happiness for no reason is supported by inner harmony. So I end out, um, whenever I'm with my clients, we never talk about happiness. That is a side effect of inner harmony. And so we really all need to be just cultivating inner harmony. If you want to think of inner harmony as a tree in a garden, we need to be fertilizing the tree. And when the tree is healthy and we have a lot of inner harmony in our life, happiness will just show up on its own. It's not something we need to pursue. You know, if, we, if we've got the inner harmony and the alignment mm-hmm. uh, being handled, then, then the happiness will show up. Yeah. Kind of an as within, so without kind of. Um, it's happening totally an inside out job for sure. Yeah. 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 You know, um, you were, we were just second to talking about suicide. It just so happens that the, the show I had prior to this one was a woman who uh, wrote a memoir. Uh, her name was Margaret Thompson. And the book was Finding Color in Darkness. And it was about um, her 25-year-old um, committing suicide. And, and his story was so much of a reflection of what you're saying. Is that, I mean, he was one of those, she said, that he is one of those that was, would put everybody else's happiness ahead of his own. And, um, and you know, because he did that, a lot of people um, didn't recognize, you know, that, that there was that sadness within. And, um uh, you know, it seems that that's something. Um, I, I mean, that's obviously where where we need to start to work to be able to bring that about. Yeah, I find that inner harmony um, is a big help, and also celebrating your essence can be a wonderful um, help. I really do believe that you know we all come into the world with just a lot of glory and magnificence. And we have joy in our hearts also in our, uh, when we're born, and it stays with us until we die. And we just end up getting distracted by all sorts of um, rabbit holes that we go into. We've got mm-hmm. the monkey mind going on. We've got just a lot of things that take us away from noticing um, our, our glory, a lot of you know, negative beliefs that also keep us from looking at the magnificence within us and, and also that keep us separated from that undercurrent of joy that can be experienced whenever you tap into it. So, um, it, yeah, it is the inner work that we need to be focusing on. Yeah. Now, you, you said something that was interesting, you know, that innate happiness that we're born with. Now, um, what is your view of... Um, you know, I've been around some babies that are just like, you know, laughing and smiling and that joyfulness is a big part of their being. And then I've been around some that are like grumpy cat <laughs> kinds of personalities. Um, do you think, uh, uh, what, what's your view of that? I mean, is maybe this grumpy cat happy in his own way <laughs> or her own way? I appreciate that question. You know, I uh, have worked with Marcy Shimoff. I've been so privileged to be mentored by her. She wrote the New York Times bestseller, Happy for No Reason, about 10 years ago. It was on the New York Times bestseller list. And uh, she's the one who certified me to do the Happy for No Reason workshops. And um, she always says to people, you know, she's 
does public speaking all the time, and she always talks about how when she was a child, she thinks she may have had some mild depression, or she certainly was rather sad throughout her childhood. And whenever she looks at the pictures from her childhood, she always she's never smiling. <laughs> so, um, and now she's a very happy person. Uh, so she has made that transition. I just want to, for clarification here, I want to just note that um, you know I haven't really done a lot of research into mm-hmm. childhood happiness and sadness and stuff like that. But I, I do think that Marcy's experience um, might be right on the money. It's entirely possible that we do have the um, a, either a happy constitution or a sad constitution, you know, when we're out right. of the womb and growing up. And at the same time, I do want to make a distinction between joy and happiness. And so when I talk about the happiness that we're born with, what I really mean to talk about is the undercurrent of joy that comes mm-hmm. with us. So um, it, it gets my, happiness can be a little bit of a muddy topic because it can go in different directions. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've had this talk. I mean, there's one of my uh, good friends and fellow podcasters, you know, wrote a a book about happiness, and we're always going back and forth about happiness, and um, you know, and it's, um, I mean, it's it's such a uh, an interesting topic because it's it's unique to the individual, you know. I mean, what what one experiences as happiness, another might not. You know, and what one does, you know, as far as level of happiness, you know, and another might not. So, I mean, it's just such a unique um, experience that um, many times it's, it's hard to define. And, and I think because of that, that it's um, maybe that's what the, that elusiveness aspect sometimes is. What, what, what do you feel about, you know, because people seem to be a lot of times searching for happiness rather than living happy. Yes, and I really do think that that goes back to the same uh, analogy that I gave earlier about um, when you're searching for happiness, you could say that you're trying to find pearls to put on a necklace, oh, and you're mm-hmm, just trying mm-hmm. to – in other words, it's, you're relying on it being out there in the outer, and it always has to be from the inside out. Yeah. I so really now, do think that the cosmos is always inviting us to <laughs> say yes to life. And I really think that that's very much very close to saying yes to who you are. So I could have, um, you know, and that's also very close to celebrating. So I could have titled the book Celebrate Life or Celebrate Who You Are. And I'm really hoping that the book will just light uh, some kindling in people's Mm -hmm. hearts to uh, help them get in touch with uh, the gratitude, stir up some gratitude and some celebration of life. I really feel like the time right now uh, would just be um, collectively and individually enhanced so much by being open to celebration and really making that Mm -hmm. a focus. Yeah. You know, so much attention is on, on, on division and and um, and destruction, you know that we lose sight. And and sometimes the the reminder that we get might be from someone passing unexpectedly or or some other you know tragic event, you know that that we don't you know foresee that that then shakes us into realizing exactly what we had or what we you know what we currently have. 
Oh, I so appreciate your saying that. I always like to um, encourage – I don't mean to turn God into a person, but I just like to imagine that what if you were God and you had given a bunch of people the amazing gift of life, the amazing mm-hmm. privilege of showing up on this planet for however many years, and then what if those people you gave that gift to – we're just taking it for granted or we're not really getting into celebrating it at all, but just looking at everything that was wrong and pointing the flashlight in a dark room on all of their problems and complaining about that. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about how gracious the people were in receiving the gift that you gave them, this wonderful, amazing gift of life? I think that just sort of adds a different perspective to it. I'm always interested in going to, to the deeper level as opposed to just looking for happiness on the surface level. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that brings it to a deeper level when you think of it in those terms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I've often felt that um, any kind of guidance that I got intuitively from wherever, whomever, you know, that would give me that, that guidance, that, um, you know, kind of getting the guidance, you know, recognizing it for its value, exhibiting gratitude for it. And, you know, it's just kind of, to me, it was like, um, you know, it's like if you you were talking to your guardian angels and and they were talking, giving you advice and, and you don't listen and you don't listen. It's like, you know, why would they continue? I mean, if I were the guardian angel, it's like, you know, this guy is not listening. What am I doing? Wasting my time with this one, you know? So, um, you know, and so that's why I kind of, for me, I always take the, that gratitude aspect and recognize, because I, I guess for, for me, it was, um, you know, a difficult path or journey into being able to even um, recognize guidance when I received it. Oh, I so appreciate that. And um, gratitude and happiness do go hand in hand quite a lot. Gratitude can be a real um, um, pathway, I guess, to the experience of happiness. You know, a lot of people might be sometimes having trouble being grateful, especially if it's a difficult moment in your life. It can be hard to stir up a sense of gratitude, perhaps. And so Mm -hmm. um, I like to encourage people to start with appreciation. Uh, Just, you know, I have an exercise that um, I lead uh, in workshops. I ask people to have a partner and to say to their partner one thing after another. Um, Each each time the sentence is going to begin with something I appreciate about myself is. So if, if we were partners, I might say to you, something I appreciate about myself is my love for cats. Something I appreciate about myself is my willingness to learn. Something I appreciate about myself is my tenderness, and on and on. Mm-hmm. And if you do that consistently over a number of days, that will eventually support you in being able to look at all of those things and start saying something I'm grateful for is my tenderness, mm-hmm. my love for cats. Yeah, yeah. I I've, I've have found, um, and, and I, I don't know why, I mean, it's just my personal experience is, is that, you know, whenever I'm in that, the, the position to recognize, you know, something that I'm grateful for, you know, I mean, you know, for, for a lot of people out there, you know, you're right. It could be very hard, you know, and I, I know a couple of people who work trying to um, combat depression in, in their lives and, and, 
you know, in talking to them often, it's, you know, trying difficult for them to find something to be grateful for. And, and, um, but, uh, but it's important. And, you know, even if it gets back to, um, I'm grateful I'm alive, I'm grateful I'm breathing, I can see, you know, I can walk and, you know, I got all of these things, you know, I mean, they're, they're simple things, but, um, but once you express that, then uh, I think it just opens up the doors for other gifts to come in. Yes, yes I, I think you, you hit it on the money there. Um, another thing that we can focus on, instead of focusing on happiness, I always discourage people mm-hmm. from reaching for happiness. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, right. for, pardon? Yeah, right. You said for that, you're looking for that inner... Um, yeah, yeah, and another way to get inside is to just focus on spiritual growth, and that's something I always like to support people in doing in whatever way I can. Uh, I mean, um, gra- spiritual growth is generally pretty gradual. It can look like, um, for me, a lot of my spiritual growth at the start was all around letting go of bitterness and all around mm-hmm. letting go of jealousy. I was living in New York in my 20s. I was going around the city looking at people who were sitting in outdoor cafes that I couldn't mm-hmm. afford. I, I was earning peanuts, and I was jealous. It was a 24-hour-a-day experience for me. Everywhere mm-hmm. I went, I was jealous and I was bitter. I was always saying life is unfair. That was the soup I was living in. And so fortunately, I did, uh, you know, gradually have some spiritual growth going on that really ended up um, creating a pivot um, eventually. Yeah. So what would you say um, when it comes to spiritual growth, what, um, what does that mean? What does, what does, to you, what does that um what does yeah what does that mean i mean spiritual growth to you that's a good question and no one's asked me that before um okay. i think a lot of it is self acceptance um a lot of it is uh openness to something uh, to possibilities that you've never considered before um, a lot of it is just really healing the relationship you have with yourself. That's where everything always begins, is healing that yeah. relationship. Yeah, and just, yeah, really becoming more open to embracing yourself, including the parts of you that resist spiritual growth. That's so key, to have unconditional love for every voice within you, even the voice that says, I don't want to get out of bed today. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, you know, it, it truly is, I mean, I mean life truly is, uh, can be a wonderful experience. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, you, you have so many choices that you can make to, you know, um, follow a journey. So speaking of choices, do you feel that happiness is a choice? Yes, I do. Um, but it doesn't really help much to say to somebody who's not happy happiness is a choice so Mm -hmm. that's something that i don't know if if that's really useful to explore i know and and i can appreciate that you know um i'll tell you that i had a personal experience when when i was reading about that um in your book you know the idea of um choice um there was one period 
I don't know, maybe seven years ago or so. And I was just, I mean, I was just, I was just in one of those periods where everything just wasn't working right. You know, I mean, like you, you um, we talked about earlier, it's just one thing after another, after another. And, and I just found myself not happy, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm generally a pretty happy guy. But anyway, so it got to the point where I, I finally just put a post-it on my bedroom door so that every morning when I got up before I, you know, you know went out to, to get the coffee, I just saw that. Remember to be happy is what it said. Remember to be happy. Um, so, um, and, you know, Beautiful. And, and it eventually it worked, you know, but, um, and then it was probably, that, like I said, that was like seven months ago, but, um, and I really did didn't notice a whole lot. And, and over the period of the last few months, I haven't noticed. Well, the other day I, I got up and I noticed it. And I just cracked up laughing. I was like, okay, yeah, no, no problem. I'm already there. I don't have to be reminded, you know, to do that. Oh, I love that story. I'm so glad that worked for you. Yeah. But it's, you know, it, you're right. When you're in the midst of challenge, that um, it, it, it's hard to look at it as a choice. No, but well, you know, when you mm-hmm. when you are experiencing a perfect storm, I mean, like let's just say you got uh, you lost your job and your spouse decided to divorce you and your pet got sick and had to go to the vet. Everything, you know, is really going the south. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing in that moment is to just really feel your feelings 100% with totality. That's always something that is so important, no matter whether it's a big deal or even just a little thing, Um, because we've got to um, allow the feelings to just pour through us as opposed to just be repressed and fester within us. Yeah. You know, I've found that, you know, uh, feelings and emotions are are just – the the source of action, you know, of some sort, you know, and and that it's that you know emotions are what drive people to do or decide or choose certain things, and that um, both you know the the uplifting and the, the other the repressive, you know, both like you say have something to um, for you to to learn, and and in many cases it, it's maybe just going through the experience so that you can be um, a, a light for someone else who is going through it at a later date. I appreciate that. Another thing to keep in mind about um, the benefit of feeling your feelings as they show up, whatever they may be, just feeling every feeling that arises within you, is that, it, um, that when you don't, when you're repressing feelings, you are using up a lot of energy. And you're also sort of making it impossible to feel the feelings you want to feel if you're repressing the sadness. Imagine a beach ball on the surface of a swimming pool, and it has lots of colors on it, lots of feelings. It's one unit, but it's got the different colors and the different feelings on it. And then imagine that you're taking a lot of energy, using a lot of energy to push it down. And so that's draining you because you're pushing it below the surface. And you know what? You're not just pushing down one color it's the entire unit. It's it's the whole feeling mechanism of you, um, the whole process of feeling and experiencing whatever the feelings are that is being repressed. 
Yeah, very much. Well, um, Elliot, we're about halfway through the show, so I want to take a quick break. And I do want to invite listeners, if you would like to call in and ask Elliot any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to type them in, and we'll get to them right after this break. And then after the break, Elliot, when we come back, I'd like to dive in a little bit into the the seven keys um, beautiful so pull out from within okay great okay everyone stay tuned we'll be right back after this very brief break hello this is Robert Sharp I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website byteradio.me there is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. And again, just in addition to those platforms I, that were mentioned in the commercial, we're now on Spotify and Google Play. So join us there. Okay, so today, again, my special guest is Elliot Robertson. We're talking about his new book, Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living Full Out from Within. And again, you can find out more by visiting his website, which is sayyestolifebook.com. Okay, so with that, we're back, Elliot. Wonderful. Great. Okay, so seven keys. Um, obviously, we can't go into all of them <laughs> during during the show, but I would like to at least, if you wouldn't mind, um, kind of lay them out for the listener just to get get an understanding of uh, kind of what the topics are about. Sure, I'd be glad to give an overview of the seven keys for sure. Uh, they're all about um, celebrating. Uh, they uh, they all begin with say yes to something. So the first one is say yes to your expansiveness. And I could have titled it celebrate your capacity to be expansive, to expand, to to experience growth and spiritual growth. Uh, then the other another key is say yes to your uniqueness. And I could have named that um, celebrate your capacity to express your uniqueness, celebrate your capacity to, to share your unique gifts. Uh, another chapter is say yes to your to newness, and um, once again, uh, it's all about um, saying yes to the capacity to see new possibilities. Um, mm-hmm. 
then over the, on the next chapter, it's say yes to knowing what you want, and it's celebrating your capacity to know what you want. Then we have say yes to freedom from the past, say yes to grief, and say yes to joy and happiness. Uh, okay, so now um, expansiveness, and, you know, and the saying yes to the new. Are those two? When I look at those, um, to me, the first thing that pops into mind is that um, quite often people have their comfort zones, <laughs> you know, and that those two um, areas um, might uh, want to uh, kind of go uh, contrary, I don't say contrary to, I mean, they, they test the comfort zones, I would think. Absolutely. I appreciate that point. Um, let's talk a little bit about saying yes to the new, um, because that really is, like all of them, it is um, something that relies on going from the inside out. And the one of the values of saying yes to the new is that when we're, growing spiritually on the inside, uh, you know, just approaching it from the inside out, we wind up having a new relationship with everything and everyone. Uh, when we grow, that means that we're in a new place, we change, and um, so that creates a new relationship with the entire world and with everyone we encounter. But to get to your question about how that can be threatening, I, I agree with you that a lot of people find change and something that's unfamiliar threatening. And um, I would just invite people to uh, be open to reframing uh, that which is unfamiliar or beyond the comfort zone uh, in a new way and just think of it as more uh, as a possibly exciting, possibly an adventure. Uh, possibly a chance to be more than you've ever experienced yourself to be, to step into the unknown, to discover new things about yourself. There, there are a lot of different ways of, of looking at going beyond the comfort zone that can be really empowering and really deep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and doing this radio show for over 10 years, I've <laughs> readjusted my my zone um, a lot and, and have, you know, found, you know, guests and topics on the show that that I knew absolutely nothing about that I would, I was um, some, somewhat embarrassed to talk about. I mean, but that was my own, you know, conditioning, you know, to instill that. But I mean, it was and so it's funny because whenever I encounter that, my whenever I encounter um, a request and it's my first reaction is like, oh boy, I don't think so, <laughs> or you know, I couldn't do that. You know, I, I find now I kind of stop, you know, and say, wait a minute, you know, what's that all about, <laughs> you know, and and try and uh, maybe find, you know, the source of that discomfort. And maybe right. um, root it out. Right. And you know what? Um, I think you're sort of also, uh, that's wonderful to look for the source and root it up. That's great. And I think you're also um, pointing out that, you know, maybe this is true and you can tell me. Maybe in your experience what you discovered was by sort of 
wading in the water, by putting your toe in the water, by experiencing, by doing the radio interviews and doing Mm -hmm. more and more, you began to um, sort of discover what's possible for you. Oh, very much so, yeah. I mean, that has, you know, when it first started, you know, it was, you know, once a, you know, once a week and just people I knew. But anyways, it's gotten, you know, quite a good international following, which was a shock to me. But um, but it's, it's one of those things where, um, like, for example, there was one person who was a friend, you know, a fellow author, and, and um, she also had, was a guest on friends shows and all that kind of, anyway she came to me and said um you know robert can you do a, a a show about my new book and my first reaction was sure of course you know that's you know how you know a hysterectomy at 29 changed my life <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> okay so i said well, you know we can you know we can do that but you know you're gonna have to kind of help me out a little bit with this one um you know but anyway and it worked out it worked out great i mean it was one of those where i was i started you know feeling very uncomfortable but by the end of the discussion it was like you know here we are two adults talking about an important aspect that happens to a lot of women you know and and what their experience is i love that story and um it just really does uh, highlight how when we allow ourselves to step beyond our comfort zone and and to have a new experience the benefit can be a new reference point um, and more confidence. Mm -hmm. And so now going forward, maybe you'll be a little bit less hesitant next time you get a (laughs) tough topic or a female topic and you feel unqualified or something. Yeah, I know. Oh boy. Is that the truth? Yeah. Now you have a reference point and you can say, yes, I'm glad to explore that. Just to take this a little bit further. um, Mm -hmm. The, one of the things that might be helpful to people is to just go outside uh, the door every morning when you when you leave the house with a sense of expectancy, with a sense of curiosity and expectancy, and really just starting from the place of trusting and anticipating that good things are coming your way. This can be a wonderful uh, boost and, and help to being open to new things. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And and not fearful of you know some negative some kind of negative outcome. I mean, you know, when I, when I first started, my my what held me back from doing the radio for so many years was the fact that I hated the sound of my voice. You know, I was on actually on a, a friend's radio broadcast radio show in Las Vegas, and we had recorded it, and I, I went back and listen to it and it's like oh my god you know so i mean i was content to be behind the scenes you know um but you know it was one of those things where you know i finally uh got to the point it's like well you know either it works or it doesn't you know and, and that's i should be okay with either way but at least i will try have tried wonderful you know you're not the only one who <laughs> has had trouble with the sound of your voice i can speak for myself as well And, you know, that reminds me also of how I used to be very harsh about myself about a lot of things. That wasn't the only thing I was judging in my youth. Um, I was also judging my body image. I thought I was too thin uh, to be qualified for romantic relationships. I was really harsh on myself. And um, so those judgments can definitely get in the way. (laughs) 
And that's really why we really need to focus on um, just practicing embracing ourselves full out and uh, saying yes to everything about ourselves. Yeah, very much. Now, um, in your book, you mentioned uh, St. Francis of Assisi um, a few times. So tell us your view of, of the saint and and his place in your book. Sure. Well, first of all, I am definitely interspiritual. I love Ganesh from the Hindu religion, I guess he is, and um, I just love a, a lot of things that I've discovered in the Jewish tradition and so on and so forth. I just look for truth wherever I can find it. Uh, St. Francis did show up in the book, and a couple of other saints are um, quoted when they were helpful to making a point or whatever. Um, I'm not a St. Francis expert, but he did say a few things that um, were really quite relevant. I guess one of the places that I ended up quoting him was I was working on the chapter, Say Yes to Freedom from the Past, and St. Francis did uh, weigh in on that. He had some helpful things to say. He was saying that letting go of beliefs is always difficult, letting go of the things you think are true. But he also said that letting go of beliefs around identity are even more difficult. Those are the most difficult ones to let go of. And I wanted to focus, uh, say yes to freedom from the past, on letting go of your self-image, starting each day with a fresh blank uh, canvas, and painting your self-portrait in a new way and just being open to what if many of the things I've believed about myself and all of these opinions I have about myself are really wrong? Or what if I'm disagreeing with God's point of view? Uh, you know, what if God is just seeing the glory within me? And here I am just focused on uh, what I perceive as a weakness or a flaw or whatever. So that was really the main focus of that chapter. And as it turns out, St. Francis's point about how that's so difficult, to um, that, that's the toughest area, the identity, uh, it made sense to include a quote from him in, in that part. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I had uh, a few months ago uh, James Twyman um, on the show, and he's doing he's going across the country doing a play. Saint Francis goes to Broadway, and uh, it's I mean he really delves into Saint Francis, and I yeah you know, it's just one of those um, it's just one of those energies I think that um, is just um, important in today's today's world. Um, now you mentioned, you know, image, body image, and you know challenges that you had with it. And you, do you feel? I, mean, I feel that you know this uh, social media um, instant, instantaneous um, response kind of environment um, wreaks havoc with people um, and their view of themselves. What, what do you? What do you think? I haven't really given much thought to all of that. I'm really not an expert okay. when it comes to social media. I'm not on it a whole mm -hmm. lot. Um, at the same time, um, you know, I do go on Facebook sometimes. And I guess um, I'm not sure if this is really answering your question or not, but my point of view about social media is that it is that when people are engaged in celebration um, on instant media, it tends mm -hmm. to be rather shallow. 
And I really think that um, we're being invited in this era to really celebrate on a deep level, a profound level, to celebrate who we are in our essence, uh, to celebrate um, our grandeur, our uh, enormous capacity to um, be a servant of the cosmos, to be used by the life force. Uh, I really feel like most of us, um, myself included, have sort of scratched the tip of the iceberg at this point in terms of really connecting with all there is to celebrate in terms of our power within us, in terms of uh, noticing and um, saying yes to the beauty within us and the nobility within us. Uh, even saying yes to our uh, capacity to be kind. We need to focus on that as well. Um, mm -hmm. And, and our capacity to be more in integrity. The, we need to focus on those because uh, those are keys to self-trust. And self-trust is one of the central pillars to, inner, to cultivating inner harmony. And yeah. um, so I don't mean to sound like I'm um, being a strict a disciplinarian or, no. or like I'm doing a lecture. But I am just right. wanting to point us in a direction that can be quite helpful to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I've just... It, to me, and it, it, you know, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. It's just observations, you know, um, that it, it just seems that um, so much of the the interactions are, like you say, surf, surface kinds of level types of interactions, and, and we've really um, we're, we're sorely lacking, you know, in that in that face to face relationship kind of interactions where where integrity um, and honesty, you know, are on display, you know, versus, you know, written down and you really have no idea, you know, what, what's behind it. Oh, I so appreciate that. And, um, yeah, those, those real-life moments can be helpful. Whenever you're going through your life, I really feel like you're either taking uh, money out of your self-trust bank account or you're making a mm -hmm. deposit, Mm -hmm. And um, part of it is being honest. If you're being honest with somebody, then you're making a deposit in your self-trust bank account. Now you know next time around, just like we were talking about with reference points, now you know you can trust yourself to be honest. And if you're telling a, you know, a bunch of lies all in the course of one day, or half-truths even, uh, that mm -hmm. is taking money out of the self-trust bank account. And when your self-trust is lower, you're not going to have as much inner harmony it's just, yeah. and it's not, therefore, your happiness is less likely to show up. Right. It's true. Now, um, the real focus, you know, has been on that inner um, balance um, that, that one would have. What about uh, when your environment, you know, whether it be homework or, you know, gathering? kind of is um, is exuding all of that, you know, lack of trust or lack of integrity or underhand and things that, you know, would um, kind of grate on your, your internal um, integrity or internal truth scale. Uh, what how, is it? Should you just kind of remain focused on self and and try and not let those influence you, um, or what, you know, or do you try and maybe let some of your truth out, you know, to to 
enlightened? Yeah, you're asking a really complicated question, I think, because um, uh-huh. I really imagine that there might be different contexts in different okay. moments. Yeah, uh, okay. And I imagine that it might sort of be a case-by-case basis or yeah. it might really have to what really might be called for is really being in touch with what your heart is prompting you to do and honoring yeah. your heart. Yeah. Okay. Cause you know, it, it, and you're right. You know, I mean, it really does vary in it's, but you know, to me, these are the things that I, I question is, is to, because I want to be sure that I live my truth and express my truth, you know, but I also want to be very aware of my impact on others around me and not to be a detriment, you know, to those around me. Um, and, and, you know, and one of those seven keys you have too, the say yes to your uniqueness. I mean, a lot of people have gotten flack <laughs> for expressing their uniqueness. Um, so, you know, it's, it's um, one of those cases where I, I guess you just have to be true to yourself and, and whatever that is. Yeah, saying yes to your uniqueness is perhaps one of the most important keys that I'm offering in the book. And you do need to stay true to yourself. And it is about authenticity. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just one of those, again, you know, those cases where I could see where, um, you know, uh, there's just a, it's just a balancing. Um, it's a balancing act. Right, and I I appreciate you're going down this path because it seems like you're sort of asking me to provide some sort of formula or whatever when you ask (laughs) some of these questions, and that's something I never do. Yeah, I wasn't asking for you know for the key. I mean, yeah, I understand. These are just things that I think you know. These are things that I think about when it comes to happiness and questions. You know, and there there may not be any true answer, you know, to any, you know, or, or the, the true answer is, is it depends on who you are, where you are, you know, and what you are, you know, um, when it comes to, to the answer. But it's one of those things where I think if people want to build that, um, build it so that their life has more frequent and, uh, and higher joyous and, and happiness, um, that, you know, there are certain things you can do to bring that about. Well, I don't, I don't mean to be critical of your questions. They're, they are wonderful yeah, no, and no, very no, thoughtful. No, no. I, I didn't uh, but I, I, do, I just did want to sort of um, uh, suggest that, you know, we can look in another direction as well. Um, because I'm always interested in just really helping people take pathways down to the heart. And I think that all of the keys can be a pathway from the mind into the heart from overthinking things or from being trapped by the mental chatter that is the monkey mind that is so often there and to find a place of stillness in the heart uh, and to really um, not dismiss the heart's promptings, but to just really listen to the heart. That's one of my main uh, focuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It it is, you know, get down to that heart and emotion and, and feeling. Now, your book would really be a good book for book clubs, <laughs> I think. I mean, can you talk about how people out there listening might want to um, use the information in the book to, um, to, to work in groups? Sure. The book 
doesn't have a lot of exercises, but it does have a few. Uh, you know, it does, for example, invite you um, at one, uh, in one of the chapters to imagine uh, the infinite source holding you in his, her arms and just imagine the, what, what the source sees, the tenderness the, uh, the source sees within you, the beauty, uh, just to relax in that and to rest in uh, being beheld uh, for who you are in your true essence. And um, that's something that uh, the group could do all together. Um, and then there's also um, just the chances throughout the book to uh, have conversations about, oh, this has been where I've been with my self-image. And uh, maybe the next week saying, I was thinking about that self-image uh, chapter, and this is what came to mind. This is my experience around self-image. Uh, so it does have just fodder for um, groups. Mm-hmm. I I am in the midst of putting together um, a book that will help people with exercises that I'm going to sort of add to it. So there will be a little handbook coming out at some point. Great, yeah, and I I find that so helpful <laughs> when you know we're trying to um, implement you know, new ideas in, into my life is, is being able to, if, if not the the exact, you know, uh, exercise, but something that feels good, that kind of gets at the, the information, to me, is always helpful. Um, so now, what do you hope that people are going to get from from reading Say Yes to Life? Yeah, I imagine that it might be um, an uplifting experience, that it might be kindling for celebration. I'm hoping that... Uh, every chapter will just um, help people, uh, inspire people to uh, approach life from a place of gratitude, from a place of appreciation, uh, from a place of being grateful for their uniqueness, being grateful for new possibilities, being grateful for being in touch with their heart and their heart's uh, knowing of what they truly want. Because our hearts do really know that we want things like loving and to be loved. Uh, you know, when we get past the symbols, we have a lot in mm-hmm. common in terms of what we want. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, just um, <laughs> be nice. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, we just, there's just so, so much can be gained. And, you know, and I have seen, you know, um, People I know that will do, you know, really stupid things that just make people laugh all the time. Like one of my friends will, you know, like kind of run up in front of like an older lady or somebody who's about ready to go into the grocery store with the electronic doors. And it's like, let me get that door for you. And he just kind of stamps his foot and you know, the door opens. Or you know, going to up to just strangers, you know, I mean, in, in the grocery store who have, you know, kids in their their shopping buckets and where do you get those and he points at the kid they go what what and they point to the kid and they just crack up laughing (laughs) so i mean but i mean it's just one i mean and it's he does that to everyone you know there's there's like lots of the people that i i wouldn't walk up to say boo (laughs) you know but um but but see to me i learned from that it's like you know what you know 
what the the smile that I deprive myself and someone else by just you know not doing something you know funny or nice just randomly. Oh, I I I would love to meet this friend of yours. You know, I do recommend um, to my clients uh, just trying out for a week. Uh, being really aware every day of, of opportunities to be kind. I was at a cafe just a few days ago, and somebody uh, ordered a coffee and then discovered that she had left her debit card at home or whatever and didn't have any cash. The person behind her insisted on paying. It was just a very kind moment that I was witnessing. And every one of us, I guess the, the giver of the kindness, the receiver of the kindness, and me as a witness, uh, sci- there are scientific mm-hmm. studies that say that we all experience some chemical um, positive reactions to that. I certainly was feeling happier when I watched that. And I think that if we make, if we're consistent about being kind, and if we put it on our radar for a while and form a habit of that, that can help us with our self-trust. That can become a reference point of who we are, and that can really uh, end up creating greater inner harmony, which will lead to happiness. Little things like that are important. Yeah, I agree. Well, Elliot, I really want to thank you for your time today. This has really been fun. Um, I'm happier <laughs> than I was an hour ago, so I really want to thank you for your time today. I've really enjoyed every minute. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. Again, everyone, today, my very special guest has been Elliot Robertson. We've been talking about his new book, Say Yes to Life, Seven Keys to Living a Full Out from Within. Um, again, you can find out more by going to the website, sayyestolifebook.com. So, everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at ByteRadio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.